Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Welcome to our first season of Podcasting Smarter. I'm your host, Jennifer Crawford, and joining me on this episode to help us podcast with not just our mouths, but also our brains, is Mike Rallman, host of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World podcast. With over five and a half million downloads and more than 1,000 episodes, the Be Our Guest podcast is a trusted resource for anyone wanting to squeeze all the fun they can out of their Walt Disney World experience. Thank you so much for sharing your podcast magic with our audience today, Mike. Uh, excited to be here. Um, just, uh, I think this is going to be a great series of shows as I'm a podcaster and I love learning what is going on with the other shows out there to make our show even better. So I, I'm uh, really excited to join you. That's terrific. We're, we're totally on the same page. And, you know, I've been podcasting myself for a while. I have a, a, my own podcast separate from this new podcast. And there is always something to learn. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely. You know, I, I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I'm somebody who has become a marathoner over the past couple of years. And with that, a lot of time out on the roads. And with that, a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And I'm not a music listener, even though my dad is a radio DJ and here in St. Louis, grew up in that. But uh, I do enjoy everybody's takes. And even outside of Disney, I listen to, uh, you know, tech podcasts, reality TV podcasts, and of course, Disney podcasts. But uh, you pick up production tips, you pick up content tips, and just styles. And I think the more you listen, the better your show will be. I think that is so true. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly learning, which I think is one of the reasons I personally love the platform because it's constantly challenging me. So it sounds like you experienced that too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm always downloading something new, always looking for something new. And it's uh, it's a great way to dive into topics that maybe you want to learn a little about a little bit more about which you didn't have the time because you know, I think podcasts are really coming around because they're so easy to get now with smartphones and you know, all of your streaming devices, plus, you know, terrestrial radio is going away. So you know, I think this is a great time for podcasters. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, do you have um, a guilty pleasure podcast that you listen to? Oh, man. Yes. I listen to Rob Sesternino, who does a reality TV podcast about Survivor and especially over the summer, Big Brother, which I actually uh, tried out for this past season. Unfortunately, I'm not in the house this year, but I did uh, drive seven hours for a three uh, minute tryout. But I love listening to the uh, reality TV stuff. I, I know that I should keep it to business, but that's a lot of fun. No, I, I'm so glad you said that because my guilty pleasure podcast is the Walking Dead cast. <laughs> yes. And that's, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm a, a loyal fan of The Walking Dead. And this podcast, you know, the day after each episode during the season, they go into just geeky detail about the episode. And I love it because they talk about, you know, I feel like we've watched the show together and they're friends. So that's great. I love that you have a guilty pleasure podcast. <laughs> Okay, so you, I, I've been researching you before our interview, and your podcast 
I listened to it today, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier. I have never been to Walt Disney World, and actually, it wasn't even on my bucket list. But after spending a couple of days listening to your podcast, I completely, all of a sudden, I want to make it to Walt Disney World. Your enthusiasm on the show is so infectious, and I love the um, the great detail that you guys include. I was listening today um, to Ricky, and she was reviewing a restaurant, and she was talking about the specific dishes and the and the seating and the service, and and it was just fun to listen to. I felt like I had had dinner with her by the end of the show. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we have a great team. We have uh, Ricky and uh, Pam is also, we have a, you know, a team of three now and we've been doing the show for eight years, a little bit over eight years. And we've really uh, become dear friends. Actually, we're family now and we enjoy this recording. And I appreciate that, uh, you know, you feel the enthusiasm because I kind of think about it. I also, I also listen to another podcast. Leo Laporte has a tech podcast, yes. kind of, you know, conglomerate of a bunch of shows and I enjoy his. And he always refers to his tech shows as kind of like the toy store. You know, you don't have to get into politics. You don't have to get into the bad stuff happening in the world. And I think that's what we do about Walt Disney World. You know, we have folks that, that go 10 times a year because they're that big of Disney enthusiasts. We have folks that have never been that listen to our show. So we have to kind of find a, a good balance there to kind of, you know, get the basics, you know, the new folks brought up to what they need to know to survive their first trip and also keep the, the uh, grizzled veterans excited about the place too. But it, it's just fun. You know, we love talking about great meals, great memories, and just uh, tips to make your trip better because you're spending a lot of money when you go to a Disney destination. We want to make sure you get a good value every time. Yeah, and you mentioned you know that it's fun for you because you you produce three times a week. Is that right? That's right. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and a live show once a month. Yeah, that's a lot of content. So, uh, would that be a piece of advice that you might give another podcaster? Is to podcast about something you're like super enthusiastic and passionate about? Yeah, totally. You know, don't take something that's going to become another job because I know that, uh, you know, we're all working hard enough at our real jobs, you know, outside of podcasting. This is our fun time. And, you know, talking about a, a great meal at a, you know, a nice steakhouse down at Walt Disney World or a fun experience like a pirate night on a Disney cruise. I mean, that's fun to come down and talk about. But what's unique about our show, which I really enjoy, is that every Monday we bring on somebody. That's kind of where we started the show. It's why it's called Be Our Guest. Uh, uh, you know, somebody just went to Walt Disney World or a Disney destination, could be a cruise, could be Disneyland. They come on and they share with us firsthand knowledge of what worked for them and what memories they made with their family or their significant other. And it's really fun for me because even as somebody who's now recorded over a thousand podcasts, every time I sit down with a guest, I get excited because I hear them sharing their personal story and I learn and I hope that our audience learns as well, little tips here and there to make their next trips better too. Yeah, I, I think that's great that you have such a defined purpose behind your show. Like, you know exactly who your audience is, and then you also know exactly what you want them to get out of the podcast and, and why you're doing it. So I think that is a really good basis for any show if you, have, if you know who your audience is and exactly what you're bringing to the table. I think too, with that, the, the thing you want to develop is a podcast, you know, since we're talking about the, the mechanics of podcasting and we've been very blessed with this and very lucky is to build a community, really engage on the social media, get to know who your listeners are, not only just as a, a screen name, but make sure you get out there and, you know, it's easy for us because we're a Walt Disney World podcast. So we have lots of times where 
We actually now have a running team of over 700 runners that listen to our podcast. We get together for races all around the country and, you know, we get to have face to face. We get to break bread. We get to have meals. Um, we go on cruises together every other year. We sail, you know, for, for a week out to, together and we broadcast from the Disney Cruise Line ships. And, you know, we've really grown over the years, but the best thing I can say is build community do things, you know, raise money for charity, pick a great charity, make your podcast bigger than just yourself, you know, get the community involved, have them help you out with fundraising as far as, you know, charitable events and stuff like that, planning events for other listeners to meet up. And uh, that really is is the most rewarding part of our show, I think, is just the, the relationships we've made over the years. Yeah, I hear that from other podcasters. I think that is just such a, a great payout of just a, a social capital, just, you know, growing your network and meeting people of like, like-minded people who are really into what you're into. So if we, if we go back to eight years ago, when you guys just started, um, can you tell me a little bit about that beginning period and maybe when you started feeling the community gain some traction? Well, wow, that's tough. And it was, you know, I'm also a school teacher here in St. Louis. I teach in the Ferguson Florissant School District. I'm a gifted education instructor. And we were talking about actually podcasting way back then uh, in my class. And I decided to kind of model it. And I decided to kind of look into it and say, you know what, I grew up, my dad owned a mobile DJ company. So I've been in front of folks. I've spoken. I've emceed a lot of things. I also grew up in a skating rink where I managed it for years and years. And of course, with that comes being the skating rink DJ, which isn't always glamorous or fun, but <laughs> you got <laughs> to raise money, you know, when you're 16 or 17. But um, I had the, the means to put together a podcast. I've always wanted to try to do something like talk radio. I've always enjoyed that. And Disney was a passion of mine. So we gave this a shot over spring break one year. I had a week of downtime and I said, I'm going to put this together and try to start a podcast. And uh, you know, I, I really started to notice when uh, we when we'd go to Walt Disney World on our annual trips at that time, we go once a year, you know, four or five people would catch me in the parks and say, oh, do, you know, are you Mike from the Be Our Guest podcast? I'm like, yes, you actually listen to the show. You know, it's like when you find somebody face to face, you didn't know other than, you know, your colleagues at school or somebody in your community that that they just listen because, you know, they want somebody, they feel sorry for you. Nobody else is listening. When you find some stranger that listen to your show and especially folks from distant places, it's very rewarding. And I had that happen a couple of times at Walt Disney World and I'll never forget it. It was, uh, it was really neat to know that folks took their time to listen to our show. And uh, I really appreciated that. It, it's humbling, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's such a great moment. You know, I, I can, I can feel even to this day, you, you, you probably have that as like a special memory, you know, tucked away <laughs> that you can refer to whenever you're having a bad day. Yeah. I mean, I have that. And actually here on my computer in the studio for my wallpaper, I have a picture from our first podcast cruise where, you know, I, I love cruising with Disney Cruise Line. It's just, it's a great vacation. It's relaxing, get to disconnect. And we threw it out there, you know, Hey, would you like to cruise with the, the, the podcast team? You know, and we had over a hundred folks, you know, pay good money to go on a cruise with us. We spent five days together, went to beautiful places, took pictures and had great meals. And you really got, I mean, cause you're living with these listeners, your friends now for five days and it's so relaxed and it was so neat. I, I, we have, we took a group picture on the beautiful private Island that Disney owns. And that is one of my favorite ever memories because that was when it was tangible, you know, like, so much of this thing is is numbers. You know, you go and you look at your stats and you think, okay, are we doing great? Are we trending up? Are we trending down? What can we do? The show's too long, too short. You know, what do we need to change? But that was a day where I could sit back and say, 
I see people interacting that would have never, ever met outside of this show. And, and especially for my family, my kids have made friends for a lifetime. I've made friends for a lifetime and that's truly what it's all about. But yeah, that picture that I have right here on my wallpaper of us in, uh, in paradise, I call it, it, it's an amazing thing. And I'm again, very, very humbled to be able to have this. Yeah, it's hard to put a price on that collective experience podcasting, but tell me about, because podcasters, one of the biggest questions I always get is, you know, how do we make money podcasting? How do I monetize my podcast? Now, are you in a place where you have monetized your podcast? In in a way. Now, what I've done, what I, you know, I've helped a lot of folks start shows over the years because, you know, again, listeners will say, hey, you know, I, I, this sounds like you guys are having a good time doing your show. I want to try this. And I know that a lot of folks have, and I've tried to help get them going. And one of the things I say is don't try to monetize it at first. We didn't monetize it for a long, long time. You know, we just, it's a, it's the way I looked at it is it's a, um, it's a passion project. You know, it's a hobby kind of thing at first. And you just have to pay your own money. You know, like when I play softball, I don't ask somebody to pay for my fees for the softball league. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's a hobby. So I, you know, I say don't monetize it at first, but we have gotten sponsors over the years as we built up our numbers. And we always try to make it a relationship that's great for both of us, the podcast and our sponsors. We try to make a good fit with that. And also, if you can find something that works tangentially, like alongside your podcast, like I'm a Disney travel agent as well. So when folks want to go to a Disney destination and they've heard us talk about, you know, we, we have the experience. We've been there. We've given firsthand reviews. Folks then when they want to book a trip, many times uh, I'll get to work with them one-on-one and help them plan a magical Disney vacation. And then Disney uh, pays me a portion of that commission and uh, that goes right back into the podcast. So that's kind of a way that, uh, you know, I know a lot of folks do Patreon and other other ways to raise money. I just want to make it, uh, you know, a value proposition both for our sponsors and for our listeners who decide to book with our uh, travel agency. I think that's really smart. Now, did you have your your business, your travel agency first, or your podcast first? Actually, we had the podcast first, and no travel agency at all didn't even have any aspirations really to be a travel agent. But uh, Pam, one of our co-hosts, joined us at about episode twenty, um, and she owned the Magic for Less Travel. Came on, and she was an expert, and I loved when she wanted to join us because, you know, she had legitimacy behind her. I was just a guy that liked Disney, you know, but she owned a travel agency, so when she said something, she had the experience, she had the knowledge. It was great to have her as a part of the team because I thought it made our podcast have a little more oomph behind it, you know, because she had the the respect, she had the time, she's had the training with Disney and so forth. And, uh, you know, over the years, we formed a relationship and I started booking my guests that uh, come through the podcast. And it's uh, it's worked out great for everybody, I think. It's, it's really a, kind of a unique way. I think you got to look at that, you know, with your show. How can you make money besides advertising and besides Patreon? I think that there's many, many ways to do it. You just got to be creative sometimes. And I think, uh, you know, always think of your listeners. How's this going to help your listeners and be beneficial for both sides? I think that's great advice. And what a great thing that your podcast can complement your career. And it sounds like beginning with podcasting, it has given you a whole new lifestyle. It it totally has. You know, like I said, I'm a school teacher, but I'm at the point where, you know, I'm almost getting ready to uh, to move on from teaching and to go into being a travel agent full time because the podcast has been that successful, which I'm very blessed with that. And, you know, even with other experiences in my life, you know, I, I was somebody who was scared to fly for years and years in this past year. Thanks to many of our listeners giving me encouragement, I got on a plane and I've flown four times in the last uh, year, you know, and it's definitely made it a lot easier to head down to Florida from St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm looking at my wall, you know, I've run marathons now and I was a guy who would never get up off the couch to 
run, you know, 100 yards uh, five years ago. But it was uh, all because of community. And I think, you know, just because of a podcast, many, many things can happen. And I hope this happens for, you know, all the podcasters listening out there. Yeah, I think that it really is such a, an incredible power that podcasting gives, potentially will give you to have that influence over people that you've never met before living in areas or, you know, all over the world and, and you can eventually meet them, but you would never have, have reached them in any way without this like spectacular medium. So that is, that is such a great, great lesson and a great story that you have behind your podcast. And you know, eight years sounds like a long time, but I bet it flew by because you've been having so much fun. It has. My daughter is actually eight years old. We started the podcast when she was two months old. So I always joke with everybody that I started the podcast so I could go down to the basement and get away from the baby crying when she was two months old. But, you know, now she's eight years old going into third grade. So, you know, and, and our family's very much a part of the podcast. They, they don't come on a lot, but I talk to, you know, obviously we go to Walt Disney World to talk to them, talk about them in the shows. And so folks have seen her grow from a little tiny two-month-old all the way up to a third grader now. So it's uh, it's a neat thing. It's, it's really cool like, because I think everybody sees their podcast kind of as, you know, their little baby and watching it, you know, go from maybe 100 downloads to 150 to 200. And you're like, you know, this this is kind of fun. I like seeing this thing grow and I'm going to nurture it and put more time into it and make it the best it can be every week. It's got to be so rewarding because if you think back to, say, 10 years ago, if somebody said, hey, Mike, you're going to have a podcast all about Walt Disney World and you're going to be traveling around with uh, tons of new friends, meeting people, going on cruises, doing all these, would you have believed them? Would it have seemed possible 10 years ago? You know, I, I don't know because I'm a big dreamer. I think it's probably yeah. Disney and Walt Disney, especially because he was somebody that never, uh, you know, was always looking for the next big thing, trying to make things better. That's kind of his story. But I, I think with podcasting, people don't understand that I, I really wish I could go onto the top of a mountain and scream how awesome podcasts are because I was somebody who grew up as a kid, kind of a nerdy kid, I guess. That I ran a BBS, which was kind of like a local bulletin board on a Commodore 64 computer where people could leave messages and, you know, share stories and stuff. And that was way back in the 80s. Yeah. I'm an old guy, you know, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not one of the young guys, but, um, you know, with that, it was just the idea of, of exchanging ideas and stories with other folks and podcasting does that. And we had a, we have an AM radio station in St. Louis that was heard around the country. It's called Camo X. And it was just awesome. I always listen to talk radio, but now with podcasting, you know, we always get listeners from Australia, Japan. Uh, we have folks that are deployed in the middle East that listen in and, you know, email in for question shows and, to think that I can sit here in St. Louis, Missouri, and literally speak to anywhere on the planet, that is a powerful thing. And it really is. I mean, it's a, you say 10 years ago, it's amazing. I can't believe we can do that. It, it, we've surpassed the power of terrestrial radio, I think, in podcasting, especially because you're going right after folks that have the same passion as you. So I think it's a, it's an amazing platform. It really is. And the barrier to entry is so low, really. I mean, I know some people get intimidated by the technology, but you know, as long as you have internet, you can teach yourself pretty much anything. And it's not as complicated as some people make it out to be. It can be very, very simple. So yeah, that, yeah, I, I wish I was on the mountaintop with you screaming <laughs> to the world about podcasting. Now, let me ask you this, since you have a history now, this eight years, do you have a a biggest blooper or podcasting mistake that you look back on and you're like, Oh, I can't believe I did that. 
You know, knock on wood here in the studio, you're making me nervous because I'm always, I think every podcaster has that, uh, that moment where, oh man, a show just released. It's been out for an hour. Did I cut out that part in the middle where we really screwed up and, or somebody said something they shouldn't have said? We really haven't had a whole lot of that. I mean, we've had mistakes and, you know, but fortunately we've never missed an episode uh, over the eight years. We've always hit exactly when the podcast was supposed to come out. I'm, I'm very much a detail oriented person. Wow. So I, I sweat the details, but haven't had anything big. But uh, the biggest sweat that I have every year is that every summer we do a 12-hour live show where we stay on the air 12 hours straight and take calls and interview folks in our Disney community, other podcasters and stuff. And uh, it's a fundraiser, but it's a 12-hour live show. So sometimes I get a little nervous towards hours like 11 and, uh, 10 and 11 and 12 because we're kind of punchy. And I'm scared <laughs> of what's going to come out. But yeah, we're, fortunately, we haven't had any huge uh, mistakes yet, I don't think. Well, I think after 12 hours that people will forgive you for being punchy, but I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was looking at your, this is for your charity is Give Kids the World, right? Yes. And, and you did this last year and I saw on the website, you had your, your fundraising goal and then what you actually raised and you went so far beyond your fundraising goal. I mean, that must've been a really big moment for you guys. Yeah, there, there aren't a few, uh, I don't cry a whole lot, but uh, it seems like over the last uh, five or six years, every time we've raised money for the uh, the folks down to give kids the world, they're based out of Orlando, Florida. And what they do is they give, uh, they have villas where folks uh, were, you know, ba- basically make a wish families, kids that are fighting terminal diseases and their families can visit for a week. And they celebrate a, a, a holiday every single night. So they'll do Halloween one night in the week. They'll do Christmas one night. The kids get presents. They have ice cream for breakfast. They get tickets to all the theme parks. Um, and, and all the kids get it, the siblings as well, because many times they miss out. And you're right. You know, our audience is amazing. They, they, uh, they're compassionate people. They are just people who love other folks. And they've given a lot of money over the years. And we, you know, last year we raised over $20,000 in just 12 hours. And, you know, when folks open up their wallets and open up their hearts like that, it's special. And that's, that's one of the powers of podcasting as well, is that you can, you can definitely make a difference. And we've made a difference for these families. And I'm just humbled by the support we've always had in these 12-hour live shows every summer. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. That's It's so true. And I think it also made me think of another element of, of podcasting that I think you really you really achieved. And is, that is that trust that you can, um, you can earn over time from your audience. I think that de- is demonstrated on your podcast in a number of ways. One, you know, like I said, I listened to your podcast um, several episodes over the past couple days. And if I'm going to Walt Disney World, I'm calling up your travel agency because I trust your knowledge and, and I trust you from just listening to your interaction and, and, on your on your show, and I'm sure your audience feels the same way. It's probably why they felt really good contributing to a charity that you were behind because they there was a lot of trust there, and and I think that's you know that's something you can be really proud of. Yesterday, well, yeah, we were lucky enough to be invited to go down this past uh, November to tour the place. And when you see you know what the donations go to and the smiles on these kids' faces, and they have more courage. Uh, than I will probably ever have in my life, you know, and they're seven years old and they're smiling, they're having a great time, yet they're going through these difficulties. And, you you know, as a parent, I see these parents just, their their hearts are just exploding because 
this may be, you know, they know that this might not be a trip that they get to have many other times. And, you know, their kids smiling, they're not in a hospital room. And you're right. When, when our listeners open up like that, it's, it's truly a special thing. And I would encourage everybody to find something, you know, make a difference with your show because it's fun. Let me do that. We do this because it's fun. That's the main reason I always told Ricky and Pam, when this isn't fun anymore, the show's gone because I don't need a third job or a fifth job. I do a lot of, I'm very busy. <laughs> no, when it's not fun, it's going to go away. But I think also, I think for other podcasters, Sometimes you don't think about this at first. You're worried about getting established. But, you know, when you're a new show, once you kind of get the, the dust settles, you know, make get out there and make a difference with whatever charity it is that you enjoy. But I think that uh, that gives that gives some, uh, you know, a power to your podcast and really helps build the community quickly because you're all behind a common goal and you're actually making a difference in the world. So I hope, they, uh, hope our podcasters do that. Wow, thanks. That that is such great advice. Actually, I, I I don't know that I've I've heard anyone give that particular piece of advice before. And I think a lot of podcasts, I, any podcaster, could find a a charity to that would align with what you know whatever their show is about and and run with it. It's, it's, it's a, you know, we're, we're very blessed. I mean, to get to do a podcast could, because, you know, we could have two listeners, we could have 10, we have many, many listeners all around the globe. And because of that, you know, I, I just think that, you know, why waste an opportunity to do good in the world? There's so much bad in the world, but boy, we come together as a community many times a year to do good things. And when you can do that, everybody smiles, you know, not just the podcaster, not just me. I have the biggest, I usually have tears in my eyes, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot of smiles all around the world. And when you can do that, that's a special thing. Yeah, that sure is. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about your live shows. Because you said you do a live show once a month. Now, when you say live show, is that in front of a live audience? Yes, we, well, it's kind of gone through some changes over the years. Okay, <laughs> okay. We, we used to broadcast uh, on Live 365 because we do have a radio station associated with our podcast that plays all music you would hear down at Walt Disney World. So once a month, on the third Sunday of the month, we get together and we take phone calls. We have a, we have a, phone number into the studio and folks call in live just like you would on your local AM radio station, FM radio station, talk radio. And, uh, you know, we answer questions, trip planning, people call in and talk about their trips. You know, we talk about the news, new things happening at the Disney destinations. And, uh, it's just kind of like a radio show. And then we record it and put it out as a podcast the next week so that if you couldn't tune in live, you didn't miss anything. And, uh, it, it's a great way to interact in real time with your listeners. Yeah. So, how, so do you think they are received really, really well? And how do they compare to your recorded shows? Like, do they get more listens? Do they, do they get a different kind of interaction or engagement from your audience? It's really interesting because we do them live. So we take calls. We usually have uh, on a typical live show, maybe five or six calls kind of in the queue while we're speaking to one caller. So we have a lot of folks. I know that Typically, there's a couple hundred at least uh, folks listening live at, during the show because it's only for a one-hour window. But we also have a live chat going on so folks can listen to the show. And, you know, if you're not comfortable calling in or, you know, a lot of people just kind of like to lurk. So they'll, they'll just chat away in the chat room. A lot of friends meet up every month and talk in the chat room about whatever the callers brought up. And it's a great way to have, a, you know, a live chat, but also people calling in and we're talking to them live. They're sharing what they want to talk about in the news or their trips and, uh it's kind of like the radio. It's it's very much like that. And it's it's really neat because like I said, real time is a lot different than, than podcasting because again, you put the podcast out and you kind of wait and wait and then you hear, you know, feedback, but this is in real time. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a great way to extend your podcast, I think. Yeah. Okay. So do you mind if I ask you a couple of technical questions about that? No, no problem. 
Okay, so for podcasters that kind of like the the idea of this li- the live element of the show, how do you go about? What are the technical details uh, about how do you take the calls and what do you use for like a chat room interface? So we used to use, like I said, Live 365, but they went, they were based out of San Francisco. They just unfortunately went out of business beginning of this year. So we now use a service called Mixler. Ah. They offer live broadcasting because again, we're talks. So we don't have to worry about royalties or anything like that. Um, and we use, we just use Skype for the, um, for the the live show because I have a, you know, we're in a, we have basically kind of like a radio studio set up for the podcast. So everything's going through a mixer. So I have a channel set up on the mixer for the callers and a chat, a channel set up for Ricky and Pam. And I have obviously my channel and the master. And so I can just get everybody in there. I know a lot of folks have a hard time recording both sides of a Skype conversation for the podcasters. That's always kind of a challenge with some setups, but because we run through a mixer, we can record both sides in real time, have no issues, and just take the calls right there on the screen. You just hit a button, add them to the call, and uh, you know there we are. We're all talking on Skype, recording it at the same time, and having a good time. Nice, nice. Now, how much time would you say per week do you spend working on the podcast? I would say, oh my gosh, Monday nights, uh, we record our Wednesday and our Friday podcast. So on, uh, and they're usually about 30 to 35 minutes or so each. So we get together on Monday nights uh, before we all have dinner and uh, we we record the the two shows. So we do listener questions on Wednesdays. So we ask for questions. We go into the email bag and answer usually about six or seven questions every Wednesday on that show. And then we do a topical show on Friday where we'll review a restaurant or a, an attraction or talk about some news topic that's going on. And so we record those two both on Monday nights. It usually takes me about... Uh, two hours, you know, we usually get in and out in two hours recording. I edit very quickly just because after a thousand or so podcasts, you have a pretty quick workflow into your system right. files and just dragging stuff in. And then we record the, uh, the Monday shows where people talk about their trip reports. I just do that on my own on Wednesday nights and that usually takes about an hour. So I don't spend as much time as you might think, uh, editing. I know a lot of folks do, but I have a quick workflow and turn around and, Got to move on. Got a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got to keep moving. So for those podcasters out there that are just, you know, working their fingers to the bone editing, just keep at it. After eight years, you'll be able to do it much faster. <laughs> That's right. This is taking forever. Now, you know, as we're recording, you know, if, if somebody messes up or, you know, something like that, I just, I just, you know, write down on a pad of paper, the time stamp there and I go back, grab it. And then, uh, you know, throw in the, the intro, the outro, the ad read and some background music and we're good to go. You know, <laughs> I can do nice. this. I think now. now, do you have any favorite, uh, podcasting tools or apps that you use that you really rely on? Really, I just, uh, you know, I have the setup, you know, just basically the, I use a PC, you know, I don't use a, uh, a Mac and a lot of folks do that with a, you know, studio mic here in the, in the studio. And I use Adobe Audition to record. I know a lot of folks use, uh, other stuff like GarageBand, but I find Adobe Audition to work well. Like I said, my dad, um, he's kind of been my mentor in all this. He's, he's worked in radio. He's actually the radio engineer for the, uh, Rams football team. Used to be the St. Louis Rams. Now they're in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, Very cool. But he's done that. So he knows how to set up a million, like he could run wires and get things working. He's like a magician with that stuff. So they used Adobe Audition at his radio station. So he taught me how to use that. And it's very logical. It's very simple to me. So I'm one of those people that from episode one, we've used this and we still do because if it isn't broke, don't 
cause yourself any pain. You know, don't go to something new unless you need to. And I'm, I'm very much that way. I won't upgrade to Windows 10 because it works on 7. So let's keep it on 7. Everything's going well. Yeah, I'm kind of like that too. But I think a lot of podcasters do get distracted by new and shiny stuff or their equipment's working, but they see somebody else has something that they didn't like hadn't seen before. And so they want to try it out. It's um, it's it's very easy to get caught up in the gadgetry of podcasting. <laughs> no, I totally get you there. I'm the same way with uh, most tech projects, but it's just one of those things that I've learned over the years. You're going to give yourself a headache for you know two months trying out something new. If it's if it's working, just let it go for right now. I got too much riding on this. I enjoy doing the show. I don't want to mess anything up, and I don't want to miss a podcast for our listeners. That's true. You don't want any additional headache, especially when you're when you are doing something and producing a, a podcast because you're passionate or you're having fun. You don't want to add anything that's not fun to the mix. <laughs> that right. Okay, so let me see if you have an answer for this one. If there was a podcast about your life, what would it be called? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I love this. It would probably have to be something uh, along the lines of dr dreamers and doers because I'm one of those folks, like I said, like I'm drawn to Walt Disney and his story because he was somebody who sat in school, would stare out the window and dream about what could be from all the biographies I've read. And he was in Missouri for a while. I'm a Missouri kid and uh, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I, I remember still the, the conversation I had with my wife, we're up at the local swimming pool over summer. We're both teachers. And I said, you know what? I think I want to start a podcast. I, I think it'd be fun. You know, I think I'm going to do this. And she turned to me and was like, oh, okay, I don't really know what a podcast is, but go for it. Give it a try. And, you know, I, I <laughs> went on the internet, learned as much. Like, I actually even went to the library and checked out books on podcasting. There were like two. And, you know, read up on them. And, you know, I had one week and I put the initial podcasts together, which were terrible and horrible. I think everybody has that same, uh, you know, thoughts of their first uh, few shows and, you know, the rest is history. I think you just got to stick with it. I think you get to a point where maybe at episode 50 or 60, you're kind of just getting worn out. But if you're really passionate about it, just keep trucking because it gets better with time. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I, I will just add that I don't care how well prepared you are before you start pod podcasting, your first batch of episodes are just going to be bad. You just have to accept that. That's just going to be a fact. <laughs> well, it's fun looking back because it shows yeah. that you really, you know, you, you, you were nervous about it. But I think that people have said this over the years that they enjoy that Ricky and Pam and I sound like we're sitting around a kitchen table just talking about it, you know, like, Hey, the mics are on, but we're just talking about it, you know, but the first few episodes I had a script and I had an outline and you could tell, and it was horrible. So yeah, I think <laughs> you, really wanted, you want it to be conversational. You want it to be friends around a mic talking about something they like, and really you don't have to be anything more than that. I think that's what folks want. That's what I like to hear in a podcast, you know, because I think the thing is with the shows I enjoy listening to, and I've listened to for years is that I feel like I could sit down with Leo Laporte for, for an hour and share a beer and talk about technology because I've listened to him for so long. And I think that's the key with podcasting is you want to be a friend to that person who has spent literally hours and hours of their life listening to you. You know, yeah. it, it's kind of weird, but you, you almost have a, a strange relationship that way. Yeah, it, it is a, re a strange relationship. I have to agree with that. You know, something about being relatable and, and forgetting a little bit about the mic and, and just kind of opening yourself up a little bit to, to these invisible friends of yours out there. <laughs> because I always, I always take that responsibility very seriously because, 
you know, if somebody's spending their time listening to you, that's they can't get that time back. So I don't want them to waste it on on me. I, w- I want to be able to to give them something that's that's worth that time. So that's a big responsibility. That's that's a great tip to throw out there, though. I mean, always remember and respect your listeners' time because there are so many great podcasts out there. There are just so many, and I and I'm glad because I'm a consumer as well as a producer. I you know I just wish I had more time in the day to listen to the shows. You know, I just I love them all. And the thing is, just respect that by putting out the best product you can. I you know when podcasters come out and they say you know, oh, the audio was terrible this time. We're going to make it better next time. Then you listen again and it's terrible again. You know, that's being slightly disrespectful to the time of your listeners. Give it a good effort. You know, it doesn't have to always be, you know, radio quality. As long as you're passionate about your content, that's what matters most. But make it, make it the best you can, you know, spend that extra 10 minutes and really give your listeners what they deserve because they're tuning into you and not something else. And they could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Mike, you've been so generous with your time with me and you have given such great advice that I think our audience is going to just be probably be taking notes during this episode or they should be. But before we go, I would like to have you tell everyone how they can listen to the Be Our Guest podcast and connect with your community online. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I love talking podcasting. You know, I'm the number one fan of podcasting and I have to battle my dad again. He's a terrestrial radio DJ and I'm trying to win him over. I'm like, you need to do a podcast. Talk to the <laughs> Don't just talk to St. Louis. But anyway, um, yeah, we, you can check out our podcast, obviously, on Podbean. So beourguestpodcast.podbean.com. We have a website, beourguestpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're everywhere. You can download a podcast. You guys know how to do that. You produce podcasts. But uh, I'd love it if you give us a follow on the social media. We're uh, on Twitter at be our guest Mike, and I'd love to talk to anybody who has any questions. And we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash be our guest podcast. So come on over, and uh, the interaction will be there. And I'd love to meet some fellow podcasters out there from all genres. Yeah, maybe they can run with you. It's the lizards, right? The running team. Is- <laughs> <laughs> You've never been to Walt Disney World, so you don't get the connection. But when you go to Walt Disney World, there are these little lizards that are all over the place in Florida, oh. about maybe nine inches long, and they're everywhere, but they're quick, they're agile, and you can't catch them. So that's what we, we had to come ah. up with. Something. So that, that's why we're the running lizards. I know people are shaking their heads like, what are you talking about? But that's one of our listeners came up with that idea. So we literally ran with it. I like it. I had to click on it. I was like, what are the lizards? And then I figured, <laughs> I figured, oh, these guys must be really fast. That's what immediately what I thought of. I'm like, I would, I would need to be in the turtle group myself. That's, but <laughs> I'm not fast, but I wear a green lizard shirt to support the podcast. And it's a lot of fun. There you go. Well, thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait to put this episode out to our audience. And thank you for being my very first recorded guest on Podcasting Smarter. I so appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, enjoy podcasting, everybody. It is one of the best things to do. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!